been Dean Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, creating a popular TV drama is notoriously hard. Making one in which every character is a truly terrible person is even more impressive. That's what the makers of Succession have done in just five years. The tale of a media mogul and his ruthless, ambitious children ends on Monday and has gained millions of devoted fans. Yes, Brian Cox plays the lead role of Logan Roy. He has been speaking to the BBC's Amal Rajan and we have to warn you, this interview contains a major spoiler for those not up to speed with the current series. We've warned you. Hello. He's had a lifetime of roles on stage and screen. Sit on the floor! It's fun! But it's this role in succession that has given Brian Cox his greatest success. Get down! Logan Roy, the media boss and terrifying patriarch. On the floor, boy! Given this programme is airing shortly before the finale of succession, <laughs> I think it makes sense to begin at the end. And this is where we cut to an enormous spoiler alert. We tell people that Logan Roy does die. Was it strange leaving the production for a while, this production that had been such a big part of your life, such a big part of your mind? Yeah, it was odd. It was an odd feeling. I... I, I love you. You know, I looked on it wrongly, wrongly, but I looked on it as a form of rejection. Serious people. The series was created by British writer and producer Jesse Armstrong. He's delivered nearly 40 episodes and one of the most famous characters in recent television history. Logan Roy's menace is undeniable. I'm going to build something better. Something faster, lighter, meaner, wilder. And I'm going to do it from in here, where you are. Did you have any leeway, any sway in saying to Jesse Armstrong, I think maybe Logan shouldn't die? I think maybe. Uh... No, I didn't. There's no point going down that road, especially with somebody like Jesse, because he's already made a plan, but he decided to make Logan die. I think, ultimately, too early. I mean, he'd made him die in the third episode, and, you know, I think maybe he could have died in about... I would have thought the fifth or sixth episode, I would have thought that would have been appropriate. It was bold of Jesse, and that's where Jesse's great. There's no question. He's a writing genius. Cox's passion and willingness to speak his mind has gone beyond the acting industry, with him now becoming one of the loudest voices in the fight for Scottish independence. I had to readdress something. I think, what is wrong? Why is it not working? And then I started to look at these islands, and then I started to look at Scottish history and realising how Scotland had been traduced time and time and time again, and how constantly it was the poor relation, even though it contributed an enormous amount. But at the same time, it wasn't free. Let me push back impartially and firmly on what you're saying, because the proponents of the union would argue that there is... Nevertheless, for all the history you're talking about, there is something precious and sacred about the Union. And moreover, that it allows each constituent nation to be bigger than it otherwise would be, especially no, I, in a world where power is moving east. Yeah, I don't agree with you. It's I, not my view. I've, I'm impartial. It's not my no, view. I'm no, just going to my, my feeling is it's precisely that we have not been allowed to be who we are. And we haven't been. We've served, we've served, and we've judiciously served at our own expense. And I suddenly realize, you see, I do believe we should be a union. I agree with that. But we shouldn't be a United Kingdom. We should be in a, a united federation. Now aged 76, 
Cox lives in New York with his second wife, but still returns to London. Next year, he'll be back on stage in the West End. Elliot, you're now held up as one of the big voices on film and TV. What do you make of what's going on with this writer's strike out in Hollywood? I mean, well, they've got to, they have to strike. They really do. They, what's what's yeah. it about for people who don't know what's going on? Well, it's just about getting proper pay for what they do. And it's a big industry now, and the writers are at the centre of it. And they should get what they deserve. And are they not getting what they deserve right not now? Not at the moment. They will. It'll be a long haul, but they will in the end. They'll come to some kind of agreement. Let's end with some quick-fire questions, OK? So this is um, maximum ten words, minimum one. We'll start with some opinions on other actors. What do you make of Brad Pitt? Brad is a worker, and he's really worked on himself as an actor. I don't think his natural inclination was to do that. I think because he was the way he looked, he stumbled into it. But I think he's become an extremely fine actor. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Um, Actually, I saw him the other night. He was really good. I mean, he can be really good, Michael. No, he, no, no, he is. Sorry. That sounds terribly patronising. I don't mean it. What do you make of Helen Mirren? I love her. Idris Elba? I don't know Idris Elba, but I admire him. Johnny Depp? He's more of a creature than an actor, Johnny Depp. You know? He's much more of a creature, and he's a great creature. Don't get me wrong. But I've never quite believed... There is a range there. There's, there's always that thing about Johnny Depp, you know. If you could impart one life lesson from all that you've learned for that 17-year-old Brian Cox on the train down from Dundee to London in the swinging 60s, what would it be? Oh, always pursue your bliss. Always. Your bliss? Your bliss, yeah. That which fulfills you. Brian Cox, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank Amal you. Rajan, so BBC News. Really